Do the damn thing. Uh, I'm Gerard Di Peralta, and I'm from Serial Nine. And I'm Kevin Peterson, also from Serial Nine. I'm Ryan Benoit from Dota Logic, and this is Serial Podcast Nine. Today we're talking about engines. Um, what the heck is an RB? 26, 25, 20? What in the hell is a JZ, and why is it so amazing? Uh, and are there any other engines that you should buy, i.e. K-Series, SR, Rotary, what else? Name it. I don't know. Don't, isn't there like a Nissan engine that you really like that you want to put in everything? What about, oh, a, what about VK an LS, 56? Bro? Oh, yeah, dude. How did I even forget? Okay, LS, yeah. VK56, VR38. What about a Beams, 3SGTE? 3SGE, 3SGTE, yeah. Well, so let's talk about engines. Let's talk about engines. Good thing okay. Kevin was here. He thought he wasn't going to be useful on this episode. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's just <laughs> lobbing them across the plate. Oh. All right. I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite engine, Ryan? I think by default, it's just the, the 2JZ GTE. But that's because I have it and because I wanted it. And it came in the Aristo, and that's why I got the Aristo but also yeah. because the Aristo was swapped to a five-speed. So that was the engine in my mind that I was like, well, there's nothing better than this. The internals are great. It's really easy to build. I haven't built it, but I I feel like the possibilities there. And I came yeah. from an SR. So I thought SRs were cool, but then like 2Js at the time felt like just an entire different level. I thought you came I, from a 3U. <laughs> I Well... I did have, yeah, I did have a Celsius in between the 180, but I didn't really care that much about. Like, I cared about the Celsius. Yeah, like, what are you gonna like, do? Like, absolutely nothing to that motor. Just like, yeah, let it sit there and and do a million miles and never touch it. Yeah, but like the SR I built, but yeah, I just the 2J always seemed like this unattainable thing that became attainable, and it was always really funny that it was in the Aristo. Yeah, and the Arista was a seemingly affordable car, so it was like, oh man, it's like the back door into the two J. Uh, <laughs> the back door. Well, oh, I mean, right I couldn't up the rear main. A, yeah, if I got to sneak in there. You can't just go buy a Supra. Even when they were cheap, I couldn't. I don't think I could afford a Supra. And yeah. I don't know if Supras ever really were like what I really. I was wanted just gonna anyway. say, and do you even want one? <laughs> Not like I. I think they're cool in theory. But in practice, no, I don't want one. Like, I like yeah, them. I just don't want Supra? one. I never liked them much either. So, but I now, I will say, after having a 2J and then watching all my friends with 1Js, I was like, is the 1J a better engine? Like, and I don't know. I But I just, that was, like, my dilemma. A- after watching, like, everyone with a 100 or a JZX go around and just, like, beat on their engine or put a 1J in an S chassis. And I was like, that seems like it's almost just as good as a 2J. Why did I build a 2J up in my mind? <laughs> What's your favorite engine? Uh, I'm going to probably have to say 1JZ. Yeah, I mean, there's a few factors in there. I've had 2Js, I've had 1Js, I've had 1.5Js. I guess theoretically, no, actually, maybe I'm going to say 1.5J, but that's not an off-the-shelf item. So let's just go with 1J. Um, no, no, go with a 1.5J because it's very Gerard of you. So do that. <laughs> Okay, so I had a 1.5J back in the day when it was like, I want to say like relatively new. I don't say it was like the first guy to ever do it, but I was probably the first guy to kind of have like that, you know, with a crew with a crazy turbo and twin wastegates. And uh, why do I like it? Because let's start with why I don't like 2Js. They don't sound cool. They feel pretty lazy. Uh, Compression's relatively low. So they just kind of feel 
heavy, sluggish. They make a ton of torque. They make you know good power once you literally look at them or put two parts on it. But the one J's were always just more exciting. You know, it's got that high pitch banshee whale. It revs higher. It's just a way more exciting engine. So then essentially you combine the two so that you can run a bigger turbo uh, and make more power easier. So it's just a three liter 1J essentially. And that's that was my favorite. Kevin, what's your favorite engine? Um, I don't have a ton of engine experience. I haven't owned a ton of different motors in different cars but uh yeah i guess i will then just go with the vbti 1j uh i also had a one i had a 1.5j i had like a bunch of 4ags i've had a 3s and then i had a rotary 13b turbo but um out of all those engines the one that like seems to to just be the the best while modified the the easiest to live with in all around just kind of the best is the vvti 1j why did you choose a rotary for the corolla because that it's like that's the <laughs> one engine that sticks out the most <laughs> right it's like toyota toyota uh rotary and then it's like toyota toyota it's like yeah i clearly tell you didn't really care for it that much but why did uh, you choose that? i mean i i thought it was like a cool motor i i i I, I, yeah i don't know it's an interesting idea and it's really cool and like they can they sound so i like the sound of them they definitely have a unique sound and like they sound super cool no, yeah and just, it's and it's small and light and can make a ton of power and i figured that was kind of like the perfect power plant for this like crazy 86 i was trying to build and do lots of corolla guys put rotaries in in them like is that a uh, common swap I do. I mean, I know of a couple like right now, like in Western Canada and like there's, yeah, there's definitely some like really crazy ones throughout the world, but it's yeah, not all in New Zealand and fucking Australia. Yeah, they're, they're mostly in New Zealand and Australia. There was an old option video where there was like a 20, like a, a three rotor white Corolla hatch and they were driving it on the toge and yeah, it was just like absolutely bananas. And and what engine did I suggest that you put into that Corolla when you came to you me? You were like, that yo, man, you should put an SR20 in. And I was like, yeah, nah. And then like in hindsight, I should have put an SR20 in. Like, yeah. So yeah. why should you have chosen the SR20 over the rotary? Ease of everything, reliability, perhaps. <laughs> Honestly, I never had problems with the rotary blowing up, but I ate a bunch of transmissions. I mean, that could have been my own fault for flat towing the car, but flat towing with a yeah. dildo knob that was like eight inches long. Yeah, exactly. So Kevin builds uh, a janky rotary powered Corolla. Doesn't yeah, have nice. a good. That's the good best experience. way to describe that car. Yeah, and I janky. And I had told him to put a, an SR in it because at that time, Paulo and I at our shop keep had been fucking with SRs quite a bit, so we built. Uh, a bunch of NASRs and then like a pretty healthy turbo, couple of turbo SRs. Never have I had an engine that you could beat on. You know, I think it made 300 when it was turbocharged. I had like a 3071 on it. And it was like 300, 350 wheel. And it was, mind you, it was in an NX. So it was very light and it was uh, like a Pulsar engine. Uh, but yeah, it shredded, man. Like it was like just shit kick it all day long. 7,500 red line. It had like Jim Wolf cams. It ran like 12 second quarter miles. Yeah, just never skipped a beat. And then before that, it was NA and it was the same thing. Rev to like eight grand, made about, I don't know, 200 wheel or something like that. But it was just like beat the shit out of it all day long. 
Uh, it was pretty fun, revved quick, had a good clutch on it, and just like you know, it was pretty exciting. It was just like a fun engine and like relatively reliable at that power level. So why did you never get into SR? Have uh, you ever had a car that's had an SR in it? N- no, I've never Have had. Have you an ever SR had car. a car that's had an RB in it? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, I've built a couple of RBs and I've had an RB powered car as a daily and yeah. Oh. The stage, right? Stagia. That's right. Yeah, the Neo, the best RB. Okay, yeah. all right. Five Neo. So, why did you never get into SRs then? I just, it just wasn't my jam, man. I mean, like, like since that day of watching the Tezuka video and hearing that one <laughs> J on the limiter, I was like, whatever the fuck that is, that's what I'm getting, and and that happened to be a one J, and uh, like I'd driven, you know, like I said, I've I'd built some S13s and 14s, and you know, Pulsars and what's the other one sunny it was a sunny gtir um so i've had ex- sr experience but yeah it's just not it just wasn't that cool and i came from hondas you can't <laughs> like you can't really fuck with other four cylinders once you've had like a VTEC turbo and, and it makes 400 horsepower out of a 1.8 you know what i mean like it, it they're just amazing so basically yeah it was jay-z for me man <laughs> and also they came in they came in s chassis and stuff and i was kind of like it's not that I didn't like S chassis. Like we had built a couple out of my shop. Like my one I mean, of my like workers. Like it didn't even can... come here, did it? Like I mean, not the SR twenty DT like that. So no, like, you have like to a, do swap. That was a JDM motor that you'd have to get and swap in. So, so is a one J and a two J. Yeah, but turbo. like to me, that it has more value. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's to me, it's a better motor. Like I'd rather <laughs> do the I'd rather do the work for for that than an SR. But yeah, but I mean, like he, I mean, it also depends on the level S-chassis. of the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back then, like S chassis with Jay Z's was, was fairly unheard of, right? So totally, yeah. I was gonna say, I will embarrassingly admit this: when I first found out about SRs, I was so confused about it because it was like I don't think I fully understood the idea of it's like, a smaller motor. No, I mean like what it came in and where you could get it. Like I didn't understand that. Like what you just said, like it was it wasn't offered here. So I was like, oh, there's this engine that's not really offered here. But then also, where does it exist and how does it exist? Like, does Nissan just well, have I mean, I this engine sitting the around? J- the Jay-Z, you know what I mean? Same thing. I, it's like I knew, I knew I wanted a 1J, but I didn't know, like, all the specific models of cars in Japan that came with the 1J. Yeah. Every I, lame sedan in the world. But then I also, part of me was like, so what? Is it just like Nissan just builds this engine for no, and doesn't put it in a chassis? Like, I didn't understand, like, at all <laughs> the premise that it was, like, in an S chassis. And then when I found out it was in an S chassis, I was like, I'm getting an S chassis. And that, I was at a pretty young age. And then I waited for the 180 with the SR20 DET to become legal. Not, so, not yeah. the C-18. <clears throat> no, Fuck a CA18. That's it. <laughs> and whoever like comes yeah. and whoever comes at me is like, oh, it's actually a good engine. No, it isn't. You're stupid. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I yeah. will say there was like a homie in the Pacific Northwest who had a CA in his E30. And like, like, why didn't you just put the SR? And I know, yeah, I never I know got we that. went through like a lot of troubles with that motor. You'll always get the nerdiest response. That's and like the seven M people, man. Seven M. Hey, if you just change that head gasket and torque your ARP head hey, bolts, yeah, get some like, ARPs and. All right, man. Oh, talk to me in two months when that fucking thing's blown up. <laughs> but then it was even like, well, what's your aftermarket support like? It sounds a lot more complicated. Sounds. That, like, I mean, that's an, that's another huge, huge like determining thing on what makes a motor good. I think. Right. 
and so that was the thing it was like going from an sr to the jay-z's it was just kind of like you you looked across the aisle at toyotas and you're like man they're making a ton of power and toyotas are reliable like i never thought i was going to be a person that was like hardcore into to toyotas i honestly jumped from i was like i'm going to be a mazda guy to like nope nissan's the way and then like once i got a toyota i just never looked back because i was like oh, a- this is way better than <laughs> everything else (laughs) that's the thing too is like you kind of like maybe examine your criteria for what makes a good motor and i mean there's there's obviously you know power torque uh overall weight overall size because generally you're probably going to put it into something that it fucking didn't come in in the first place except i mean that's kind of one of the beauties of the jay-z's is you just buy the fucking car that came in and for me that was the the, one of the factors is like those engines came in gangster cars and like that combination to me, it was just so fucking gangster. It's like a big sedan with a big fucking engine. And it literally just like makes tons of power and torque and shreds tires all day long. I'm going to, I'm going to say a thing. Maybe it's controversial. I think those cars are gangster because they have the Jay-Z in it. Cause yeah, it I mean, yeah. Jay- yeah, no, you know, totally. Like, I agree with Ryan. Thing. Cause like the, yeah, 18, sure. the 18 crown is a gangster car, but it doesn't have the Jay-Z so the price is just like, woo, you know, like nobody. nobody well, not only wants- that, it's just like kind of a piece of shit. It's like the GR could be cool, but like, who fucking cares? Like, we're gonna are you gonna spend all this time and energy to develop uh, anything for that engine? Whereas, like, you literally just buy Jay Z, put four mods on, it, and it makes three hundred fifty wheel like all day long. And not only that, like, you can overheat the fucking thing. You can like, I don't know, break the. The, the the like you know the engine damper off the thing and like just put a new one on and just like keep driving like but, I, I mean, don't know I, I mean, you could probably do that with the gr it's still a toyota motor yeah but yeah I but mean, i like, mean like you can't put I, a stick I, on the thing i have a friend who who did an oil change and didn't put oil in and went around the block and came back <laughs> with no oil in his jay-z and like that thing still still rips you know the other part is that those newer ones don't come in manual. And I do think that that becomes a big deterrent. There is a reason why Aristos were very cheap and still are one of the cheaper options to get into a Jay-Z is because they never came manual, right? So it was kind of like the car that was always looked over. Part of the draw of a sporting car is that it should be manual. And yeah, I agree. That's yeah. part of the reason like the new crown is like you look at that car like a daily again and it becomes more like the celsius which is like i'm not going to do anything to that except like wheels and suspension and just drive around and look dope and that's the thing too is like i guess yeah man. i was like, gonna say maybe that's part of the allure of those cars it's like everyone's driving around in d for done and you're rolling through the gears in this sports sedan or in this big sedan and you know and that's kind of what maybe part of the allure too yeah i totally agree but that's, i mean that, yeah. that has nothing to do with the motor that's i, I don't want to be like a huge jay-z fanboy, but like and i've driven lots of other engines that i actually think are pretty good <sighs> yeah man like the only car i've ever driven with like the only you know powered by this motor was like hands down the most exciting thing i've ever done was when i finished the cressida and took it for a drive with the 1j in it and was just absolutely floored about how like fast and torquey and just it just felt like it threw the car around and like i mean it's a crescent it's not the lightest thing in the world but like at the same time i literally just finished the engine swap it was amazing whereas like i'd done plenty of engine swaps before and it's like you're like oh okay that's pretty cool 
you know, maybe a bit more boost to be good. Maybe once we put an exhaust on it, it'll shred. Or like I had built like a, a 400 horsepower RB at that time. And it's, and, and the stock Jay-Z was still more exciting. It, it was weird. Here's a somewhat of a related question. Maybe not. So you're 2J. I, I feel like the Aristo now is the one that's most synonymous with yep. you. Uh, and it's a 2J. So not your favorite motor. It had the 2J Correct. in it. Yes. How much money did you have to put into that engine to get it to a point where you were like, even like mildly stoked on it? Like, what did you have to do to like, be like, yeah, okay, cool. Now. Uh, I got mildly stoked on it when it made 400 wheel. I mean, that's only because it's in the Aristo and the Aristo is five or 600 pounds heavier than any other car that normally we would be screwing around with. Right. Yeah. The 2J, even in healthy form is not nothing to write home about in the Aristo. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not that fast. The thing weighs 3,800 pounds. Um, so yeah, once I finally got 400 horsepower, that was when I'd done a single turbo. And I, I mean, on that car, I mean, it's just because that car, you basically have to put a standalone on it. So it was that single turbo, which was a 62 mil bore corner, um, and then a standalone with some injectors and stuff. That's when it got exciting, mildly. How much money did you have to put into that engine? <sighs> get it to be exciting i mean how much should you put in or how much how much can you put into attain yeah. that or i'll just i'll just interject yeah sure after, after you give the price okay okay for for that particular setup um i didn't do an economy setup so let's say i don't know a thousand bucks for a manifold my bork warner was around a thousand ish uh some injectors I mean, if you're going to put decent injectors in, you're probably around a thousand bucks, which, you know, includes a rail and a pump and ECU is probably at least 2000. So I, I would say, what is that? Five, six K. So yeah, basically five grand. You're probably not putting that single on without an intercooler. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd have to do a front mount. Yeah, There's definitely a lot of things. Yeah. The injectors means like a pump regulator yeah. Yeah. rail. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's just call it six six on for like a, a pretty decent setup and i mean that's yeah. a cheap turbo like a, a good turbo would be like two to three thousand i mean not that a borg warner is not a good turbo it's just not a it's not a ball bearing garrett or something right so, yeah it's just it's a that turbo six years old or more or eight years old at and least at this point yeah you know what i mean yeah. at least yeah um what Don't i was gonna say though is is now can you please go through and tell me how much you spent on putting a single turbo on the 147 and how oh. How much, yeah. how did that feel? Okay. Yeah. So I had a 147, same thing with a 2J, blew up the turbos on the dyno literally like the second day I had it. So I was like, oh, guess I got a single turbo this thing. So I bought an eBay manifold, eBay wastegate. So that was probably three or $400. Bought a, 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 like a good new Holsa turbo HX35 uh, with an adapter for 75 bucks. And the turbo was like 300. So I think we're probably at like five or 600 now. Uh, stock injectors, literally stock everything i I, I took some old intercooler that we had made an exhaust made a downpipe i want to say the total setup might have been maybe maybe seven or eight hundred bucks with the exhaust and the mufflers and everything that was like the most budget setup uh but actually that dyno because yeah, i remember you you literally you were like that was your car at the time yeah you, that was my only car, car to be your car <laughs> And then you're like, I'm going to do a baseline on the dyno and see, see what it makes, you know, because, well, I'm obviously going to modify it. And then like, yeah. yeah, on the turbo or on the dyno, it's just like smoke machine out the back. Like, 
Yeah, so then, yeah. So then it was like, yeah, like you you had to get it done as like together and done as quickly and cheaply as possible. I did it in a weekend. Yeah, I did it in a weekend, single turbo. Uh, and and that and at that time, like those dude, I swear it wasn't a weekend. It was like two <laughs> nights after work. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I mean, they were late <laughs> nights though. But yeah, yeah also. Totally. Also, at that time, those eBay manifolds, like the wastegate didn't even fit right-hand drive. So I had to chop, chop it multiple times to try to get it to fit. And I, I remember at the end, I was just so, so like over it. I'm like, fuck this. And I cut it like so high up, blast welded the wastegate flange on. Like I didn't even care at all, like if it worked or not. I just needed it to like not leak. And it stayed like that for, man, like five or six years. And I think it dynoed at that uh, with the HX35 at 300 something wheel. It was like 320 wheel or something. And it was fast, man. I mean, that thing, like it was still auto and everything, but like that thing, that thing sounded good too. Yeah. I had flow masters on it, which was the weird thing too. I had some free flow masters from where I worked at the time. Um, But yeah, it was a cool car and it, it was fast. It beat Lancers and like, like STIs and all sorts of stuff. It was cool. Did it beat Lancers or Evos? Well, or Evos. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, (laughs) I mean, it beat i beat an evo but i i mean it could have been a real crappy driver at the time i don't know yeah yeah i mean because a lancer isn't anything to write oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right well lancer. i don't consider any non-evos i'd be cavaliers like, yeah, yeah. i'd be sunfires sunfires yeah. cobalt's not the ss yeah. just yeah the, and i mean that just shows you the yeah, not res- the srt4 the like <laughs> resilience of the jay-z i mean kevin's had whole set setups and i mean they, they shred man like you literally put anything on that engine whether it's with an afc or a stock or a standalone and that thing it's just yeah. it's like okay cool let's go let's let's like destroy these tires in third gear like it's obviously like the industry standard if you will and you know the drift yeah. world so in the drift world there's like hey you're gonna run an ls or you're gonna run a 2j if you're trying to be competitive it's like the yeah if you're liar of that that you're you're the minority so just for my own prosperity if i ever wanted to make my 2j fast it's like i need like five thousand dollars i mean for your car considering the amount of times you drive it i definitely wouldn't spend that i would (laughs) okay i mean if you got five grand spend i know i don't but i'm saying like yeah the setup that i had it lasted at least thirty thousand kilometers right which is unbelievable to me because i I didn't think it would last two thousand kilometers all right. But yeah, so I mean, there, there you go. You can do it. You could do it for a thousand or you could do it for six thousand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would be more inclined to spend the more money. I think. Anyway, that's not. <laughs> well, I mean, I it's like... also today's today's day and age. Like you're basically putting a standalone on the thing. And obviously, like the 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 cheap setup, that was basically the limit of that. Whereas like yeah. the expensive setup, that was the, like the bottom line of the, that, that exact start, setup. Yeah. yeah. The exact yeah. setup made 600 something wheel horse after that. Right. Not about me. So let's uh, shift out of that. So, but you know, here's the follow-up thing. So you have, it's about five ish thousand Canadian dollars. I think that's important in case someone in the U S is listening. That's a different <laughs> amount of money to them. So they're not, so what is that like 4,200? What is it? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Let's just call it five grand, whatever you want to call five it. Five grand. Fine. Okay. They can do the conversion. Um, and then how much does a 2J go for now? Or a 1J? What's the going rate? <laughs> I don't know. $8,000 or something. Okay. So to have a spirited driving experience with a 2J, it sounds like it's a $13,000 investment. 
Yeah, I mean, you could just but you could just buy the Aristo that comes with the engine, and then at least you got a car that comes with the engine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. people are selling these, and they're putting them in S chassis. They're putting them in different things. Yeah. Uh, and then we are seeing. We've talked about this before, so we won't get angry about it and just live with it. Right hand drives are getting more and more expensive. Uh, yeah. So like, it would be like you could just buy a JZX, and it's like, well, you can't just buy a JZX because they've gotten way more expensive than whatever they were. So I feel like I know the answer and I don't want you guys to say depends on the situation, but given your experience, is a 2J worth $8,000? Well, no, like it's 8,000 plus the other amount of money to make it fun to drive. So let's say 12,000 to $13,000 to get back to where you're at like it was cool when hey, the engine was like a 15 you want you want, to, you want me to drop a truth bomb on you gal uh you're gonna say it's, it's no what tell, okay what am, yeah, I, what am it, i gonna say no tell me what am i gonna say. i feel like because the answer yeah you're like is it's like it's like totally depends on what it's worth to you or like what you want <laughs> or it's worth no, logical bullshit hey no, or what i'm gonna say right now is the motor y'all are talking about is still automatic. Yeah, that's right. You, that's, you that's, spent $12,000 and you got an auto tranny on the back of it still. Yeah. And you can, and, and the cheapest option for a manual is like four grand or based something like that. So yeah, you yeah. got to put a transmission on the back of that thing too. That's true. That's where serial nine comes in. So yeah. Yeah. I guess we and need I mean, to tread lightly with what we say now because this is going to cut into your bottom line a little. Well, bit. I mean, also that that's the I mean, that's that's a good point because that's an advantage to like an RB or something. An RB, you can buy the best tranny for like fifteen hundred bucks. Uh, I just got off the phone with Adam today. You could buy a brand new RB, uh, like R thirty three RB twenty five transmission for like three grand, brand new. Who's Adam? I don't know. He's a guy in he's a Japan Japanese dude uh who imports cars and stuff, exports cars and a knowledgeable guy. Lives in okay. Japan primarily. So um yeah. Feast All right. Auto. Feast, yeah, Feast auto. auto. Yeah. Got it. All right. So that is a great point. Uh you buy a 2J, it's everyone's getting the auto version. That's the thing, is like I don't I wouldn't want a 2J for the price that everyone's paying now. I would just divert my attention to a different engine. Well, which I would one find would be? something. What are you going to divert to? Ugh, I was going to ask you guys to tell me. You guys are my jumbotron of where to look. <laughs> show me what's important. <laughs> so I was just going to say, what are the things that you should be excited about? And what I mean, are the hard. things? It's hard to get excited, man. I mean, I've had stock for stock, you know, 25 Neo which is, you know, the most advanced RB. Uh, and, you know, in my opinion, kind of the best one. Obviously, the 26 is, you know, the much heralded sort of like god of RBs. But in, you know, if technically and in the real world, the Neo is is a kind of like the culmination of RB20 or RB sort of like architecture and mechanics. Uh, but yeah, stock for stock, RB versus, let's just say any, uh, like a JZX100 or uh, what was Kevin saying? VVTi 1J. Versus a 25 Neo. It's hard to get excited, man. It's got 50, 60, 70 pound feet less of torque, like depending on where you look in the RPM range. So like that's a huge deficit. No matter even if the car is lighter, 
You know what I mean? And like, ultimately it still doesn't make as much power. So it doesn't make as much horsepower. It doesn't make as much torque. It doesn't make as much torque under the curve. It's a little bit expensive to modify because uh, it's got the non-forward facing manifold. So like you have to basically change the intake manifold if you want to sort of do any kind of mods that way. Turbos, I mean, the stock turbo is not the greatest either. It has like a plastic impeller and like a like a ceramic turbine or something they just kind of like melt or blow up the max you can like boost up is like i think like 10 or 11 pounds on the op6 turbo so like you have to do a turbo you have to do nistune you have to do a math you have to do a front-facing manifold and then you might get 300 wheel right like you could do two mods on a jay-z and make 300 wheel so it's kind of but i love that motor though i think the neo is great it's it sounds sick it's like gnarly it's like dirty whereas the jay-z always kind of sounds clean no matter what the fuck you do to it it just sounds perfect the RB kind of has that growly old school sort of like grumbling, I don't know, dirtiness to it. It's kind of sick. The Jay-Z has that because of like Yamaha though, right? Like that's probably- I assume. I yeah, mean, I kind of assume too, like when your entire business is like tuning airflow through whether it be <laughs> like pianos, like trumpets or motors, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to sound musical, you know, you know it's, it's not going to have that like raspy, uh, like, Nissan got a hold of that and they're like, you know, we should sound like trumpets too. <laughs> they were like, didn't get the memo quite right. They photocopied it and then they decided it was trombones. Yeah. And they're like, we just put it on the back of the car instead of making the engine sound cool. Um, <laughs> so are RBs as expensive as 2Js right now? Or I would say no. I would say no. What I mean, is uh, a going rate of an rb or i don't i don't know what the engines go for now but i mean the cars uh i mean the cars could generally be had for less money because that neo came in pretty peasant cars too like the stagia the laurel you know i mean if you're buying a fucking like a gtst skyline of course the thing's going to be through the roof but if you're simply after the motor there's um, only one rb26 on ebay right now and it's sixteen thousand canadian well, yeah. Fuck me. Well, I mean, a twenty six I mean, is obviously going to be insane yeah, money. I mean, well, it comes with the yeah, it comes with all the all the. Does it come with a trans? Probably. Yeah. That's yeah. See, there you go. The four wheel drive trans. Yeah. Yeah. And then a Jay Z on eBay right now is like eight thousand Canadian. Wow. With an yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just feel like those the part of the allure of those engines were that they were inexpensive ish. They were never like dirt cheap, but they were no. Like, affordable well okay like what's an affordable engine I mean, I think, ls's I are a still cheap stream motor now it feels like you know yeah. the jz yeah and the rb both of them yeah i mean i i feel like the rb is even more exotic than a jd jz now because it's like it's like like when's the last time you saw a neo like a 25 neo in anything like never Isn't yeah someone that, building an rb for fd right now yeah, yeah literal that's what i'll say is like it's like you know people aren't putting rbs into chasers they're not putting rbs (laughs) into fifth gen supras they're they're not putting rbs into volvos they're not putting rbs into like every single car on the planet you know what i mean yeah it's not that motor i mean there's definitely like you know like i think a nicely done rb and like an s chassis or just a nicely done rb powered car like a like a Laurel or a Stagia or a Skyline, that's that's still sick, man. Like it comes with the engine. No, I, I, yeah, modify it. Totally, totally, totally. Like agreed. To me, like as far as sound goes, it's probably equal or maybe even slightly edged out to the RB for ultimate sound. Like the best sounding engine is going to be one Jay Z, super crazy, 
and RB 25, super crazy. Uh, they're pretty close. Probably the RB sounds even just a cut hair better. That's a very accurate rating system you've <laughs> created. Super crazy. Technical it's, measurement. All of these engines feel like they're getting more expensive. They're obviously, there's less of them around, supply and demand. So then put an LS in. There you go. Boom. Done. <sighs> I don't want that in my life. The plethora of LSs why not, is, why not? is infinite. Dude, it's so cheap. All you need is one cam, right? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they're so was... cheap, right? Right? Well, okay. Well, they yeah, they can be very cheap for sure. I mean, like you can get the the bottom of the barrel 4.8 liter iron block for shit three to five hundred dollars, and that gives you a starting point. I mean, even if you put that in the car, it's still going to make probably two two fifty to three hundred at the wheels. Um, Is that better than I, the LQ nine? Well, I mean, they're all. There's so many different ones now, man. Like, let's just call it the LS architecture, I guess, if you will. I mean, obviously, anything that's aluminum is probably going to be kind of better than the steel just because, you know, you save 75 pounds. So that's kind of an yeah. advantage. It's actually significantly lighter than a Jay-Z, which is kind of sick. Um, yeah, because all Jay-Zs, one or two J are iron block. Yeah, iron block. So so in LS, you can have an NA one that's like significantly lighter than a Jay-Z. <sighs> I don't want that. <laughs> A lot of people do, man. I know. And you, you know what I will say also is when you take 3U out and you put an LS in, it yep. looks tiny. So much room in that engine bay compared to the Toyota V8. And, they, because, and that's why they're in everything because they're literally like the smaller, like they're tiny engines. Not tiny, yeah. but like relative to what they are and what they do. They literally fit into fucking anything, man. Like you want a Corolla with a V8? Boom, LS. You're not putting a 1U in a Corolla. Some just, people do, though. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like a lot of people do. But yeah, it's because they're loyalists. And and not only that, like the you want to talk about aftermarket. I don't think there's a bigger aftermarket on the planet because even within its General Motors like heritage, there's tons of aftermarket already. It's like you buy that 4.8 and you go to your buddy who has a vet who's got a Z06 and you know LS123, whatever it may be. You take all those parts, put them on the 4.8, and make 50, 60, 80 more horsepower it's it's like literally you do nothing and and it makes a bunch of power i get the allure of them it's just not for my palate but that's fine <laughs> i mean uh, i agree with you like i yeah I, there was a time probably for a few months where i was like that seems like a really good idea and then i got over it very quickly it's it's hard to argue with a man because i mean beyond say like there's some obviously issues like i think oiling is maybe an issue or something like that and then Maybe at high RPM, you got to start sort of doing a bunch of stuff, but like you don't even need to rev the thing, man. Like you can probably make 400 wheel with an LS for less than five grand, including the swap and everything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What does is, what is Neil's car make? Three I have something. No clue. I'll tell you why you have no clue. It's because you don't care because it has an LS in it. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I'll tell you what Neil's car makes. It's a damn racket. Yeah. That's true. It makes a bunch of fucking noise. Yeah. A bunch of noise. You're like, oh, there's like a a U-Haul driving by me with no <laughs> exhaust on it or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, is that the future? Is just that we run out of everything else and we do LSs? Like, oh, they're definitely the uh, most abundant. For I mean, sure. what are you talking about? We, we do Jay-Z's. You know, we do yeah, Jay-Z's. But we, we, we can't do... talk about that because we just did. So now we got to go down the list. And now we're at LSs. One of the things that's kind of like disliked by 
you know, JDM guys about LS is, is they're fairly pedestrian. You could take like the most exotic, okay, I got an LS3. It's like, okay, cool. You got an LS3. I mean, I guess that came in like a Camaro or like a, a vet or whatever. Like that's pretty cool, but it's still like Jay-Z's kind of exotic because it like never came here. And RB is kind of exotic because it's like, it, it doesn't even exist in this world. You know what I mean? So it's like, you get this pedestrian race car engine. You just go to the GM dealership and buy the thing. Order it and it comes on a crate. You yeah. Know? You're just like, all right, yeah. well, build me. You know, you just go on the website and click click yeah. all the drop down menus. Yeah. And like build out your, and at the bottom and at the bottom, it's like, all right, well, this is how much that motor is going to make. And then they yeah. ship it to you. Yeah. You can't really, there's no like crate 2Js that I know of. So just so we're clear very young me thought that there was a crate sr like oh yeah they just exist and you buy them before there probably is war. honestly yeah. there probably is a before crate race war um, that's that's one thing about nissan is they have all that stuff nismo yeah, yeah. tomei you know i think it, if i were to boil it down even more than that i think it's the hate towards ls and the want for the japanese engine for some people probably is as old as the conversation between what's better american or or japanese american or import there's yeah. always that question like yeah you'd have that argument it's like well i could just put a v8 and you know like there's no replacement for displacement and there's always all these things except and, for a big turbo <laughs> yeah and then that's our camp so it kind of feels like there's a line in the sand and if you were around long enough it kind of feels like you're crossing that that line and you're like well i'll dabble and get the american engine and put it in my import part of me actually feels like maybe you should just have a domestic car if you want if you want the heart of america the heartbeat of america <laughs> in your japanese rock car rock. yeah yeah i mean you i want to drive I, around and listen to bob seeger strong as i can be yeah you get the get the camaro get the vet get that car and then like i mean people are going that way man i mean it's like yeah, a bunch sense. of bunch of drip I don't, vets. I don't know what a vet's worth these days, and it comes with the engine. That's the thing is, you just buy the thing. It's already standard. It's already fast. It's already it, it already handles great. You put you know a few yeah, mods to the engine. Sports car. Few, few mods, mods to the to suspension. Go and suspension. And you're done. Yeah. It's not like you buy a car, buy a transmission adapter, buy a transmission, build a drive shaft, single turbo it, do this, do that. It's like before you've even driven this thing, you've you've fucked sunk six thousand dollars and into it and like been working on it for a year it's like that's a that's the song of our people though and that always has been like if you think yeah. that is the let the let the the war cry go yeah you know? it is the the from the beginning of import car culture it's always been never out of the box it's always what you build and i think that's what it draws people to but it. that's why people are so stoked on jzx 100s and that's why they cost so much and stuff man because you buy yeah. it and you drive it you don't oh, buy it and then build yeah. it. You buy it and you can you can drive it right away. You can you take can. it to Matsuri right away. But you, you can, can also it. you can also make a lot of power out of it very yeah. easily, right? For like sure, for sure. I think that was if you look at the evolution of it, it was like when I was a teenager, you were trying to make power out of like, oh, I got this engine that makes 130 to 150 horsepower. And if I could be at like 190 horsepower <laughs> NA, like holy cow, I've done it. And then <laughs> Uh, you know, like the auto manufacturers kept making the engines faster and more horsepower and being like a younger guy, always looking at the Toyota camp, the 2J 
powered their sports car that was available in North America. So it was like, well, that is, I guess, felt like kind of like our LS and the thing that you aspire to, you get older, you start to realize that there's versions of that or something very similar that come in Toyota cars that you can get for a reasonable fee. But guess what? It's a sedan. It's five speed. That's crazy. Like, you don't see that a lot. So I think your tastes adapt and evolve because the draw of a chaser is the, also the potential attached to it. You're always looking for the, the potential attached to a car. I want to know where do we go from here? That's always my concern. Yeah, I have my. Two well, where's Kevin going from here? Where's Kevin going from here? I'm going with a Honda K24. And why is that? Um, I am going with that motor because I've never had a Honda motor. I've always heard amazing things about Honda motors and how technologically advanced they are. Um, a very good friend of ours, Paulo, who Gerard used to have a shop with, has a yes a, auto, yeah, has a 900 horsepower version of this motor. Uh, so yeah, it's two point and has liter, built a bunch of them, yeah, inline four, like all aluminum revs to 10 K. So like, it's basically in my opinion, like a, a two J, but with two less cylinders. I've heard the one complaint is it doesn't sound as good, but uh, I mean, for a four cylinder, it sounds pretty sick. I guess that's subjective. All right. <laughs> so is and that I mean, that's subjective, man. And that, and well, okay. So that, that is a good option because uh, let's face it. Honda motors are, the absolute god of four cylinders i mean i was obviously going to be some people to argue with that but i mean even back when i was fucking with with b series like yeah, you, couldn't, mean, you could you could yeah yeah you couldn't beat a b series like yeah no. you put a turbo on a b series and boom you're done like it's like it makes ridiculous power and then the k series came out successor to it and it was just like technology advanced uh tuning advanced like everything advanced and now yeah they make what 500 horsepower na k-series like yeah like, what the hell is that and honestly so the k24 is a 2.4 liter the 1j is a 2.5 liter the k24 will probably shred the jz in every possible way like it's it's probably probably will make more torque probably will make more power probably revs higher probably maybe not quite ultimately as reliable just because yeah, it's just not it'll be at a higher level to be that right and also like toyotas are just grossly overbuilt yeah and it's and it's to lighter the point by... that you can drive the car until the, <laughs> the cam sensors are melting out of the head <laughs> the plastic is melting out of the head because the head is so hot but you but can it still, still runs it still runs yeah it still yeah. runs way to go toyota you know yeah <laughs> but but yeah i mean what's a k-series weight compared to a jay-z probably 80 pounds heavier or lighter at least i mean it's at least yeah so so there's that and and they're abundant they literally came in like a bunch of peasant cars like crvs TS tsx's depends which one you're after yeah i mean in japan they came in odysseys anything man anything so from all the reading that i did because when kevin said he was going to put one in the alteza i was like well that's silly and then i read it was like that's not so silly and then i like got it and i do I feel like what I was trying to get at earlier that taps into the spirit of what like maybe originally Japanese or like import car culture was about was like 
making something out of a peasant car was always to me what what it like started out as was taking something ordinary and making it extraordinary and i feel like this definitely taps into that the thing about the the k series that's sort of weird and similar in a certain way to like like you know to get an ls you're like jumping that bandwagon to like american like to get the k series you're jumping that bandwagon to a front wheel drive engine it's like it never even came in a real drive car not that it's a big deal but it's just kind of odd it's like this engine is now powering it's going to be the whole like oh you have a honda yeah honda motor i mean everyone knows hondas are going from a six-cylinder to a four-cylinder exactly initially people are going to be like just like your reaction you're like well that's silly but it's like actually no look at this What's the saying? It's like necessity is the root of all. That's the mother of invention. That's the mother of invention. And I think that's what that is. Is like that the K-series engine is way cheaper than buying a Jay-Z at this point. Right? Uh, I mean, to get it into the car and to get it to make that amount of power and stuff, it's still not cheap. Like you're probably still... Not cheap is different. You still need... If you're doing rear wheel drive, you still need to get uh, a forward facing intake manifold. You need to get a rear wheel drive exhaust manifold, <clears throat> whether that be turbo or not. You need to modify the oil pan. Once you have a forward facing intake manifold, you can't have the stock power steering pump where it is. Yeah, there's a lot of you know? and then on barriers top of that, of it's like yes, exactly. <laughs> on top of that, it's like all right, well. Now you want to do the turbo and now you, you know, now you need to do injectors. And you so know, if, you want, if you want to, if you want to go to 10.5 or 11,000 RPM, then you need to do valves and retainers and springs. And if you want, you know, you want, yeah. No, uh, cams is the only cam not doing cams, bro. No cams. You're not me. doing cams. No, never done cams in my life. Never had a cam. That's so weird. How yeah, you, I know. It, it like you're obviously taking cams out of a different K series though, because there's no way the stock shitty TSX ones rev to 10k and make power. Ask really? Paulo, man. Oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so what's the price tag on that, Kevin? Yeah, question I don't know. marks. Question, question marks. Yeah, it's question exactly. Put some question marks in there. Motor, like the a, motor was the motor was like eight hundred dollars. The oil pan was like eight hundred dollars. The Intake manifold was like eight hundred dollars. Um, I don't have an exhaust manifold yet. I don't have a turbo yet. I haven't done injectors yet. I haven't done a fuel rail yet. But it's getting Some... pistons and cams, or sorry, pistons and rods. And then you got to have... put a transmission on it. But yeah, still needs a transmission. Still needs motor mounts. It's like probably as expensive as a Jay Z. Sounds a little bit cheaper, but that's just me. Yeah, maybe. It, like, yeah, maybe it is a little bit cheaper because the the cost, K, the initial cost, then... exact. Yeah, well, the the initial price of the motor was eight hundred dollars, not eight thousand dollars. And then, so when we looked at this, it was like, okay, you'd get an Aristo two J. You're paying like we'll say seven to eight thousand dollars for that. Fine. Then you need to get a transmission, which to do that, it's another four K. So, and then at to least. get it to a single turbo, it's another five K. That's I feel like. We're probably at fifteen thousand to sixteen thousand. Oh yeah, I would say to to build if you know what I mean. Straight up, you're just trying to build a rear wheel drive, five hundred horsepower version of either of these motors. You're probably going to be spending around the same. I would say less because the Jay Z can make five hundred relatively easy, and I feel like to make five hundred on a K, you probably got to buy a few more nicer components. Yeah, that's that's true. Like it probably won't be like the best 500 horse, but you could probably 
jankily make 500 horse with a Jay-Z. Whereas it's, yeah. there's no way you're making janky 500 horse on a K series. Well, when I, the last time I talked to them, Spectrum and I was, you know, I was, I sh- you know, I showed him that, that manifold that I have. And I was like, you know, and he's like, well, what do you want to make? And I was like, well, I don't know, just like, you know, 500 maybe. And, it, you know, he was kind of like, well, 500 is, is actually kind of a lot on a 1J, you know, like, yeah. Like it's it's not so easy to make five hundred on a one J, either. Mm, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not you're, you're not doing not rods, like, you're not doing pistons, you're not yeah, doing you're valves, you're not, not doing retainers, you're not doing springs, you're not doing yeah. You're not you're also not a certain unnamed shop that'll literally just like boost a living s out of your motor to make five hundred. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Name names. Uh, anyway. Uh, I do. I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like the the K series is probably the 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 future of. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I it's the future it's, for it's, anybody that's not into into LSs or V8s. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's there's a bunch of V8s that are available. You what got the UZ. There? You got the VK. You got the LS. What about a Barra? What are your opinions on a Barra motor? Zero opinions on a Barra. <laughs> Irrelevant in my world. I don't even know what that is. No, the four liter inline. I mean, you might as well put a you might as well put a TB forty eight in your car at that point, <laughs> which is the Nissan Patrol four point eight liter inline six that all those crazy hill climb patrols have, and they make like well over a thousand horsepower. But they're also boat anchors and huge, so you're not putting that in your car. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not putting that in my car. It's, yeah, uh, an inline six Ford motor that's like cast iron. It's basically like the Ford Jay Z. But it never same thing. It never came here. Well, talk to, talk to us about Nissan V8. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't have a ton of experience besides owning one <laughs> in my truck. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but also, uh, so the VK56 came in basically every Nissan Titan, every Armada, every QX56. Uh, since like 2003 so those are abundant as, sh- as shit uh forsberg uh successfully campaigned the vk56 for many years won a bunch of championships with it so it's definitely like a like a viable motor i'm not saying his was like stock by any means but it was definitely like you know he said it was fairly reliable didn't really have any issues with it uh also nismo surprisingly enough makes a vk56 version well, maybe not anymore, but at, at the time they did, you could buy a VK56 racing crate engine because they had this uh, GT1 GTR that they built for GT1 racing in Japan, and it had a VK56 in it, and it made like, I don't know, 600 or 700 horsepower, something like that. So yeah, that's kind of like the interesting V8 alternative to an LS. Um, size-wise, it's massive, doesn't really fit into any car um aftermarket support fairly limited definitely like a more of a custom kind of thing compared to ls's but yeah i mean i have the vd version in my i have so i have a qx56 uh infinity so it's got the 400 horsepower vk56 vd so direct injection but man it's amazing like torque everywhere pretty decent horsepower uh i mean i think that truck does zero to 60 in six and a half seconds with 400 horsepower it's just like Super awesome, feels great, sounds amazing. One of the best sounding V8s for sure. Yeah, I mean, they they race car versions generally were up to like nine, nine five. They used them in Australian supercars a bunch. So yeah, that's my kind of like tangent on V8s. 
letter from Japan? That sounds awful to me. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I, the whole time you were talking, I was like, what's the best way you can tell Gerard you're not interested? And that's the best I came up with. That's the best way, man. No, it's only but is that. But is that not I, more interesting than an LS, though? For sure. But I... I guess you. I'm sure. I'm sure if some LS dork was here, he could tell you so much oh, race yeah. history about the development of the LS or something. Or what I really wanted to say was the engine. What you described is not appealing just to me because I'm not you in the sense where you're like, there's not a lot of aftermarket support, so you got to kind of figure it out on your own. I don't yeah, you... want to figure it out on my own. Like I want yeah. because I don't have that in me to be like. Someone yeah. build me this and someone explain this to me. I want to know, like, I, I'm just not, I'm not mechanically inclined. I don't build suspension parts for a living, you know, like yeah. that's not me. So I, I need some semblance of normalcy when I'm like looking at a, a platform to build. Yeah, no, for sure. That makes sense. Gerard, I was just about to send you this thing that says that like the V, the, that your motor is like super susceptible to pure, to bad fuel and that it like, basically the catalytic converters like go back into the motor and like completely eat the motor and like mm. the symptom is high oil consumption yeah the, the cats on those engines are notorious that's why i was just like I oh get shit that like don't you like go through oil like aren't you always low on oil yeah that's why i want to get headers so bad <laughs> i'd like need to get headers yeah you've completely yeah. unsold me on the future of this engine <laughs> All right, someone tell me about one UZs. Oh, that Fuck was kind of a, that was like a bit of a joke. Oh, just UZs. They're all jokes. Okay, no, so UZ. Basically, I was going to say the one UZ is the only the only motor that's ever been certified to be in a car, uh, boat, and an airplane. It's it's certified air safe. That's how reliable the one UZ is. Yeah. Shit. If that's what you're looking for. And I mean, it's Toyota, bro. It's, it's the same thing. I mean, you can build the 1UZ to do all sorts of shit, but like, I mean, I guess if you're going the biggest, for... The biggest thing on the 1UZ forums right now is there have been two companies recently that have made uh, plenums that will take like an M90 supercharger. Oh. And, that, like, and they're only about whatever, like an inch, inch and a half thick. And like, everybody is losing their shit that one possible performance upgrade has been created. Like, <laughs> but you know what the, the best part about when you see is how do you tune them? You can't, you put a standalone on the fucking thing. That's it. Nothing you can do. I mean, I mean granted, are like like, that at, yeah, exactly. This day and age, like you're just going to put a standalone on everything. Right. But even for doesn't cost much anymore, for example, K series, you don't have to, you could do a K, you could do a Honda data. Yeah. Which I mean is basically a, is a, standalone, a standalone, but it's yeah. well, it's sort of factory-ish. Like it's you don't need to get a wiring harness and do all this other nonsense. And same thing with the the VKs, you can tune them. BMWs, you can tune them. Toyota, they're just like, yeah, no, sorry, you can't touch our engines. Lock it down. Plus the Apple approach. It, it fully is. I mean, you should listen to listen to Forsberg talk about BK fifty sixes. It's pretty cool. I mean, his his made like eight hundred horsepower NA man. It's like unreal. Isn't he sponsored by Nissan? Yeah. And also their engines were from the core off-road racing program. That's the thing. They put these engines in like Dakar race trucks, like like uh, core off-road racing trucks. Like, I mean, not so much anymore because they're kind of like outdated and stuff. But back when they were hot, like they were like in all these weird fucking like Australian supercars. Like, you kidding me? That's sick, man. Was it ever you know in a I mean? plane or a boat? <laughs> 
I'm sure it's in a boat somewhere, but like it's definitely not on a plane. Ah, uh, well, I mean, if it's not certified for it, we got to give Toyota the win. Well, the other thing too is the biggest Uzi you could possibly have is 4.3 liters, right? So like okay. the the VK56 is 5.6. That's a fucking huge engine, man. I think my favorite part of this podcast is sometimes you give me the courtesy of talking to me like you think I know the answer to the question you're saying. You're like, so the biggest one you see is like, man, I don't fucking know. I bought an Aristo because it had a 2J in it. Like, <laughs> Whatever you're about to tell me that you're talking about, like it's matter of fact, is like the first time I'm ever hearing it. And it's like, thank you for that courtesy, Gerard. <laughs> But yeah, I was kind of like, man, am I going to build this like ridiculous LS or am I going to build like a kind of cool VK? It's like, there's a price difference, right? Like I could easily have like a 10,000 RPM, six or 700 horsepower NALS for the price that I sell a Jay-Z for. Or I can have like a five or 600 horsepower VK or a turbocharged VK. And I don't know. It's just like, I want to have a V8, but like, I don't really want to have an LS. You know what I mean? No, because that's not the spirit of what we're into. It doesn't align with that. And that's, I guess, what I was trying to say in a nutshell. It's not. In my opinion, once you get past a certain level of LS, it becomes like not really an LS anymore. You know what I mean? You have these like crazy race heads and like crazy race cams and valve train and like all this really specialized stuff that like none of the other LS guys that you're going to be hanging out with even know what it is. And then you're like, I think that's kind of cool. But you get those like, oh, I got the GM386 cam and like the, you know, and you're like, man, I don't give a fuck, man. That shit's whack. Like I got, you know, some exotic brand Jessel belt drive, you know, and then it's like remotely cool. But other than that, I, I can't get down with LSs. Kevin, can you get down with LSs? Uh, when I had the 1J Cressida, I had a desire to have an LS LS. Like I wanted to have an LS powered LS 400. Are you on LS? Are you on LS? Yeah, I'm on LS. Are you on LS? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, back then I thought it would be cool. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's some project in the future or something that that motor would work for and, and be a thing. Is it is it on my bucket list? No. Do you have any other engines you want to talk about? I mean, like maybe we could just do like a, in order of importance, like the power, the sound, like what makes it, what, what, why do you think this engine's cooler than that engine? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So if you were to ask me and I don't build engines, but I would say power output, like, so power. The and how, how quickly you can good. get to said power. Yeah. Uh, how quickly you can get there. Cost. It's funny because like we talk about sound. I wonder, no, that's not probably not it. But if a car is fast and, if, and you can do everything and get it to where you want to be, does maybe do you just eventually think that it sounds cool anyway? That's not coming out right, but. I know, I, I do. I do know. What I, you know what, I know what you're getting. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because I, that's kind of with me with the, with the VQ. It's like, I don't like love it, but it came in the car. It's a great engine. I just like make it sound the best that I possibly can. At the at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Is it fun yeah. to drive? It's how can like the the reverse logic of this is I've often said to people that if the Genesis had a Nissan badge on it, so if like the Hyundai Genesis was just a Nissan, 
the car probably would have been way more well received by people than it is as a Hyundai. Yeah, the two liter turbo one. Yeah, any version but the of the two liter turbo is a Mitsubishi engine. Yeah, but that's not what he said. He but just it's said like, that, like, yeah, it's, if uh, that car was not a Hyundai badge, if that car was a Nissan badge, oh, it, yeah, it yeah, full tenfold. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I think what we're looking at is the total package of what something represents with the exception of the jay-z engines if you make a ton of power i think the noise that's attached to it is kind of then default becomes cool well no i I mean i i sort of agree and i sort of disagree like i think ls's can sound cool but generally they're in the the same sort of area of vqs to me it's like the most of the ls's don't sound cool no (laughs) no most of you know what i mean but like you can take you could take uh like let's just say the vk like they generally sound cool but they sound very similar because at the end of the day v8s don't sound that much different but like you know it's like maybe the difference between a jay-z and an rb they both sort of sound pretty cool but one just sounds different you know i should i should clarify when i say an ls can sound cool what i actually mean is contextually when you're standing in the midfield of like Evergreen Speedway <laughs> at Formula D and they're belting out like stars and stripes, like the national anthem. Yes. Yeah. And like there's that one, one point in the song. LSs start doing burnouts. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, and the, like they get to the part in the song where it's like bombs bursting in air. And it's like they just start revving the piss out of their LSs. <laughs> And contextually, as a Canadian, I remember the first time I saw that, I started laughing. I was just like, oh, my God, this is real life. Why is this happening? And I just thought I was like, it's cool. But it was also very funny to me to, like, experience that. And it wasn't weird for anyone else but me. But, like, hearing that and seeing it, and it's like, I get probably in that moment why you're very proud to be an american like nobody's blaring the canadian national anthem and just like we don't even have an engine like what if bombardier <laughs> is gonna come out yeah like, that's so true honestly like, i never even thought about that but that's so true yeah anyway. it makes sense so that's my experience but if i'm somewhere and someone has a v8 like an ls and we're like at a meet or something or if we're just at a regular drift event and there's Jay-Z's there and stuff and like import cars. I'm always probably a little bit more annoyed by like the LS engines than the, the yeah. Japanese. I mean, a good example is the Mustang five liter, like the old five liter, the new five liter. They all sound fucking cool. They may not make as much power. They may not do, but they all sound pretty damn cool. Like Mustangs just put a Flowmaster on it. Sounds pretty rad. Put an XR1 on it. Sounds pretty rad. But like, you know, you got to do some special stuff to an LS to make it sound rad. So yeah, there you go. Engines 101 <laughs> with serial <laughs> nine. <laughs> so at the end of the day, what's the takeaway? It's if you can get a Jay-Z, get a Jay-Z. I will never not Jay-Z. have a Jay-Z. I'll tell you that. I will never not have a Jay-Z in my life. Then never, future... never sell your Jay-Z. <laughs> never sell your Jay-Z. It's going to be as long as it sounds sick and makes 700 horsepower. <laughs> Maybe consider a K-Series. Don't, yeah. don't get anything bigger than a V8. All right. Well. That's it then. Hope that informed you about engines. Uh, head on over to Serial9.com where you can cop yourself some very fancy t-shirts and sweatshirts along with the highest quality suspension and other products on the market. Yeah, if you got a Jay-Z out of an Aristo and need to make it a manual, they got what you need. That's the sales pitch. All right, on that note, thanks for listening. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.